Hello, everyone, and welcome to another special episode of The Best Pictures Podcast. I'm Ian, this is Maggie, and on this special episode, we have, again, our friend Sangeeta. Hello! And so on this episode, we're going to be doing the 1947 It's a Wonderful Life. It's actually 1946, so... Did Amazon lie to me? I think Amazon Amazon said 47. I will say up front, there's a couple different like versions available on Amazon right now. Um, we are very pro the black and white version, which I believe says 1947, but it's actually the original version. It's very confusing, but anyway. So 46, sorry. Yeah, Again, so. why Ian should not do background. <laughs> God, Ian, we've talked I about thought we this. learned this lesson already. <laughs> um, but anyway, as I was saying, 1946 American Christmas fantasy comedy drama was the way I saw it described. It's my favorite genre. Fantadramedy? I'm not even going to try. Produced and directed by Frank Capra. And it is based on the short story The Greatest Gift by Philip Van Doren Stern. Screenplay by Francis Goodrich, Albert Hackett, and Frank Capra. And it stars Jimmy Stewart, Donna Reed, Lionel Barrymore, and Henry Travers. Two of those names have actually appeared in like our main best picture movies. Um, Lionel Barrymore is a scumbag in this one. I know. I, it makes me so how sad. Weird, how weird is that? Mm-hmm. Considering that like our examples of his work so far are Grand Hotel and You Can't Take It With You, where he plays like two of the most lovable characters. Yeah. But he's such a believable baddie. I know. Because he, he's an amazing wow. actor. Because while Mr. Potter is not a treasure, Lionel Barrymore is. <laughs> there you go. Um, and Henry Travers was in Mrs. Miniver. He played the conductor who grew the Miniver Rose. And um, was, I believe, nominated for a Best Supporting Actor award for that. So he, of course, plays Clarence the Angel in this. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. I, well, it was honestly, I thought it was a really good cast. Yes, so. yeah, yes. I mean, I'm gonna just go out up front and just be like, really good movie. I enjoyed it. Yes. Obviously, we picked it's it a classic. as a special episode. This is another one of the two that like my family watches pretty much every year at Christmas. So, hence the Kellett family Christmas Christmas double feature, back to back or over usually, yeah. Usually, we start with "It's a Wonderful Life" and the whole family watches that, and then my dad, my sister, and I watch Die Hard. Yeah. it's not one of Sanja's favorites. Oh, yeah, that's um, okay. But anyway, this was nominated for five Academy Awards. Um, I don't think it won any of them. So Best Picture, it lost to The Best Years of Our Lives, which we will, of course, cover. Um, Best Director, Best Actor for Jimmy Stewart, Best Film Editing, and Best Sound Recording. It did, however, win a technical award um, for RKO Studios Special Effects Department for developing a new method of simulating falling snow. Because, it's really cool. It's yeah. like fire retardant and mm-hmm. soap because or something like that. Previously, I think what I had read was that they would use like cornflakes or something that yes. were just painted yep. white. So then when actors would walk over this quote snow, crunch. it would crunch so crunch, loudly. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Yeah, that they would have to then go back and redub dialogue because it was so loud. So RKO developed this new method that, was, of course, is much quieter snow so that they didn't have to go back and redub and you get kind of. I guess the more pure performance yes. and potentially more realistic snow itself. Oh, I agree. Like, I snow cornflakes. does not feel like corn. <laughs> when I imagine cornflakes fall, that's what faster. I'm saying. Like they're heavy and yeah, solid. And of course, and... we'll get into it. But the snow is, I think, very important to this movie. Yes. You know, not mm-hmm. only for like time setting, but they kind of use it in some cool ways. There was one part though that I will say, you could see it when he crashed his car. You could kind of see the snow like 
dripping like soap yeah. down the <laughs> headlamp. Well, and again, and when he saves Clarence from the water, from the they water. come yep. up in the water. Yep. It's like kind of yeah. wet on their faces. <laughs> I'm I'm willing to forgive it though because it's not cornflakes. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> would be worse. Exactly. Um, it also so uh, the last few kind of tidbits background. Um, the American Film Institute's top 100 list. This was number 11 in the original 1998 list. Number 20 in the updated 2007 list. Um, it is number eight on AFI's like 100 Passions, which is like their greatest love stories. Um, it is uh, Mr. Potter is number six on their villains list. George Bailey is number nine on their heroes list. Um, it is also number one on their like hundred cheers, like most inspirational movies, which I think like that's very hard to argue. I mean, I don't know it what is, else is on that list, the, yeah. but it's but, like, very it's inspirational. Like, what would you put on that? Yeah. yeah. Um, and this was also Frank Capra's personal favorite of the movies he directed, and that that includes It Happened One Night, You Can't Take It With You, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. So all three like really great classic films that are all about kind of a lot of similar themes i would uh, say but i'm having i'm having to decide whether i liked it more or less than it happened one, one night because <laughs> they're so different yes they're, they're so they're very different. different and like to me this is so much like i associate so much with the holiday mm-hmm. that it's like a little bit hard to separate from that whereas like it happened one night i will put on literally any time of the year yeah which um, makes sense yeah and so with that, before we get too off track, I think we're going to transition into watch notes. So, Cool. Let's start at the very beginning, because my first note is, I love this intro. But I wanted to start in the middle, Maggie. Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> too bad. <laughs> oh, no, with intro, with the cards. I love it. Well, first, oh... I actually wasn't going quite that intro. You mean like the praying? Yeah, like where it's everyone praying for George Bailey and then it zooms out and you have like the cosmos and you have kind of those like galaxies and being like God and Joseph and then you have Mm -hmm. the little star that comes in as Clarence. Because one, I feel like the praying sets up the idea of like how important George Bailey is to all these people, Mm -hmm. that there are like so many people who care about him. Yes. And Mm -hmm. it also like draws you in and... I think it's a really cool depiction of like God. Yeah, as a galaxy. Yeah, yeah galaxy. like it's, it, I think I'd it's agree. a little unusual. I am trying to remember. If, I don't know if I've ever seen it replicated or quite I like haven't. that before. But I think it's I I like it. I think it's a cool idea. Yeah. I did too, and I liked the like model moon that kind of moved in yes. front of it. And you're like, we're yes. past the moon, seeing all of the stars. Yeah. And uh, I did and like that. Yeah. Like two little galaxies hanging out with each other. I also like like I feel like it's a wonderful life is one of those movies that's better the second time you watch it because there's just so much foreshadowing. Yes. Yeah. Um, sprinkled throughout the movie and like. Everyone who's praying, you can like pick out their voices and you know exactly mm-hmm. who those people are and like why they're tied yeah. to the words. When they kind of they yeah. do it again <clears throat> at the end because right you have like the praying and you have like the dialogue with God and Joseph and they bring in Clarence who's this angel who doesn't have his wings who's supposed to go help George Bailey and they mm-hmm. set up immediately that like George Bailey's going to commit suicide. Clarence mm-hmm. has to go help the, him and then it's like flashback. For all of George Bailey's life where you understand and learn who George Bailey is. Mm -hmm. And then Clarence goes and saves him. And Side note, Clarence is a master negotiator because he just slips in there like, if I do this for you, I I get get wings, right? (laughs) Okay. And that, they said like, oh, he has the IQ of a rabbit. Of a rabbit. 
Really? That's really like dismissive of Clarence, who has some like emotional. One of the rabbits are very smart. That is true. He's very emotionally intelligent. But they talk about his like. I think one of them says he has like a childlike innocence, though. Faith of a child. Faith Faith of a child, child, and that that's perfect for this. But But an IQ of a rabbit. He was not dumb. I'm sorry. I take major issue with that line. (laughs) No, I agree. I agree because yeah, the way he saves George is very intelligent. But I like that they're like. You know, you have an hour, but in that hour, you're going to learn about George Bailey and learn who he was. And I didn't mm-hmm. clock it, but I wonder if the it flashback was, it is was a full... a little bit longer. I think it's a longer than an hour. But it's about an hour, I guess. So yeah. it's like we're spending the same time Clarence is mm-hmm. learning about George Bailey. And they did a really cool effect where it was blurry and then came into focus. So yeah, it's yeah. like very clear you're seeing it through Clarence's yeah. eyes. Yeah, because when... And there's a narrative around that and too. And I think like, right? Jos- like is it Joseph who's Joseph like, yeah, you don't have your wings so you can't yeah. see it. Yeah, like I'll help mm-hmm. you. And so then it materializes for us yeah. the same way it does for Clarence. Exactly. And so that opens on to the very first scene, which is the sledding on the shovel scene, mm-hmm. which all I can say, <laughs> sledding on a shovel... Sounds like a yes. horrendous idea. Yes. Where, and like you're going to hurt the crap out of yourself. Like where are the not sharp objects that you can sled on? <laughs> right. My sister and I Find used a box. to take the tops of the like those plastic yes, tubs and slide down the stairs in our house on those. That is not where I thought that was going. Our staircase has but... a 90 degree nice. turn too. Oh, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> we used to sled on trash can lids. And see, that oh, makes nice. sense because there's yeah. nothing to like whap you in the face when you run into something. Right. <laughs> but I mean, well, apparently that wasn't the thing. Pot, but the... Except that you also fall through. Yes, so the I... whole point is, you know, <laughs> George is going, all the kids go. And we're kind of introduced to like some of the mm-hmm. kids who are going to be important later yeah. when mm-hmm. they grow up. Yeah, like <clears throat> Sam. Um being the main one, I think, uh, who always is like the hee-haw, which, God, I would, would not be friends with, with that kid. Yeah, that's obnoxious. <laughs> it is obnoxious. But turns out Sam's a good guy later. But um, yep. it's uh, George's younger brother, Harry, goes through the ice, and then George, of course, jumps in to save him. Because this is our first sign that George is, like, selfless to a fault. Especially I to his brother. Here's the thing and, though, and, and that so, I do like, and I guess this is kind of ruining some stuff later, is like, yes, George is selfless to a fault, but he's like, he still isn't above, I guess, like jealousy and stuff. Like yeah. he, he struggles he's with still, it. Yes. He really struggles with it. Yes, he does it. it. Like, he always does the right thing, but he wishes struggles he with the right thing. Yeah, like he wishes he didn't have to. Yes. And it's the whole, like the whole conversation when he blew up at the one teacher for Zaza. Zaza, right? Zazu. 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 Zuzu. Zazu. Zuzu's pedal. <laughs> I'm going to also need some artwork of Zazu holding this. <laughs> anyway. Oh. Anyway. Yeah, so it's like it's the first time he sacrifices his brother. And I and I think he is more willing to sacrifice for his brother than anyone well, else. Well, I, I feel like that one's a little bit of a no-brainer because it's like someone's life is on the line, so you jump in and you help them. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's not like you could have known that you were going to become deaf in a yeah. Yeah, no, so, but, like, yeah. but he does it so immediately and I think exactly. it's basically it's a genuine like, it's a genuine yes. yeah George Bailey is a good kid yeah <clears throat> which we then immediately see with the Mr. Gower scene and the scene in the um, pharmacy yes mm-hmm. where even though he gets beat up by Mr. Gower I do want to actually talk about character work in this scene because okay. I think this is a great example of how because there are a I lot think, of supporting characters in yes. this movie, mm-hmm. but they do such a great job of setting them up and yes. like making them memorable. So first off, he goes in and like Mr. Gower yells at him for being late, and we see Mr. Gower or Mr. Gower take a drink through mm-hmm. the window. So we immediately mm-hmm. know that like Mr. Gower is 
drinking pretty heavily right now. That's not good. Yep. Next, we have the two girls, Violet and Mary, come into the shop. And They're we, so precious. They are so oh. precious. We immediately get their personality. Yes, this one line with... Is it say brainless, don't you know where coconuts are from? Because that's one of my favorite Okay, lines. that's a good one. My favorite one was Mary saying to Violet... You like every boy. Oh, and she's yeah. like, what's, what's wrong, wrong with that? that? Yeah, because yeah. little Violet's flirting with little George. And she's like, help me down from like the <laughs> counter. He's like, no. He, I think no, he does, no. but he's like, help you down. No, like, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. He's he like, doesn't. no. He's like, no. The, and I mean, that is exactly how, like he's treated Violet perfectly nicely throughout the film, but it's not like he's going to go and like be overly flirty and affectionate. I actually her. really kind of like the George-Violet relationship. Like she's always very flirty with him and he's always like perfectly nice to her, but at the same time, like never leads Arms her length. on. Arm's yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I like their relationship. But um, then you have <clears throat> Mary who we of course realizes sweet on George and the part where she leans mm-hmm. over the counter because he's getting her ice cream and she's like is this the ear you can't hear yes. in and he doesn't respond he's just talking so then she says George Bailey I'll love you till the day I die oh it's, so mm-hmm. it's super cute I so yeah it's, super cute. it's also I think the first scene where you really get that sense of wanderlust from yes. George so he like pulls the Nat Geo from his pocket and he's like look at all these places I'm gonna go to mm-hmm. and take pictures and yeah I will say my heart was a little broken that he didn't get to indulge at least some of that wanderlust. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, I, that is the, I think, the tragedy of yeah. George's of George character. Bailey, yeah. Um, is that, like, he is rich in so many ways, but he never quite gets the thing he always right. really wanted. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think kind of the message of the story is, like, sometimes you have to be okay with that. Like, sometimes yep. you have to love the things that you have mm-hmm. um, and appreciate those even if you can't have the thing you always thought you really, really wanted. Um, but anyway, sorry, got a little heavy there. It did. Well, okay. So we're about to get mm-hmm. even heavier. It's going to get heavier. Yeah, because yeah. Mr. Gower, we, we learn his His son, son had died. And this would have been World War right. One because this is in 1919 they've set up. Mm-hmm. And so this is where Mr. Gower's like, here, go pick up these pills that he drops on the floor. Go take them to whoever. It, it, yeah. it was a delivery or something yeah. like mm-hmm. that. And... I love how George is like so astute to know, oh, wait, he just put poison in here. Which can I say, who labels a bottle of thing poison and just has poison labeled poison in their pharmacy for poison? Like, I don't know. I don't feel like it's a bad idea. Yeah, I would would like it to be clearly labeled. (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, I mean, like having it in the pharmacy to begin with. Like, what is the therapeutic? Yeah, these old school pharmacies have like, Literally everything, right? Like cocaine to ice cream. (laughs) It's all on the same shelf. You know, yeah, they probably sold medicine. They probably also sold things like rat poison too. Yeah, okay, that's fair. You know, when also like stuff like arsenic was used in medicines in small doses. Yep. So if you confuse it with another medicine and you put a wrong dose, like exactly. It's but poison. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm it's just saying this is poor audience. risk management yeah, right it's here. For the audience, stop, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> but he doesn't know what to do because he's like, oh shit, it's poison, and he's like, oh, let's go ask dad. Which yeah, I love. Dad. There was just a perfectly placed sign yes. in the pharmacy. So it's that like, told an him ad like when in doubt, ask your dad, and he's like. <laughs> Yes. Done. <laughs> Which, Good idea. Though, then this also sets up, one, Potter is the villain. Two, yes. the dad, like, dad Bailey and George's relationship and yeah. how good their relationship is and how much he looks up to his father because I think that's a huge part later when he decides to step in instead mm-hmm. of going to college and right. like, mm-hmm. take his dad's place. But um, basically, the dad's having a fight with Potter. Potter is, of course, trying to shut down the building and loan and... The dad's not really able to help George. George uh, 
says some things to Potter that are like real good. And by real good, I mean like nice and snarky. Well, yeah, yeah. it was like, how dare you let him tell you that you're, uh, yeah. oh, what, what, what was the line he used? Like the best guy in town or something. Yeah. Like, like he's yeah. the best guy in town. And I was kind of like, oh, kid, I appreciate you calling out Potter, but at the same time, you're kind of making it harder for your dad. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's unfortunately someone you have to deal with. But this also yeah. sets up but... like even more of a reason for Potter to dislike George. True. Because like it, Potter really hates the Baileys and like... I like the idea that, like, yes, he hates them because he's always wanted that building and loan. That building and loan is what's, like, basically keeping people or allowing people to not have to live in his right. slums for exorbitant rent and stuff allowing like that. Allowing it to not be Pottersville. Right. right. But that it, like, also, he kind of has this personal grudge against George because George as a kid, like, mm-hmm. called him out. Called him out on it. Yeah. Thank goodness. But anyway, so <laughs> Dad Bailey can't help. George goes back to the pharmacy and basically like tells Mr. Gower. Mr. Gower like hits him because he didn't do the delivery. Makes his ear bleed. Like yeah. holy yeah. crap. Uh, and child labor laws. Yeah. <laughs> What's happening? Well, when when you can not only beat your own kids but beat other beat people's other people. kids. <laughs> exactly. Um, but George, like again, he does the hard thing yeah. and like stands his ground. Is like it's not your fault, but you definitely put something bad yeah. in those pills. And like I. I also have a suit of a child to be like, I understand what you're going through. Like, I'm not going to tell anyone. Yeah, because he read the telegram. Yeah, yeah, like, I understand you're going through a difficult moment. And like, this isn't you. This is... I started crying. This is the first time I started crying in the film. Because like, it's... And then when Mr. Gower like realizes he's right and he goes to hug him. And George is like, don't hit me again. He's like, no, 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 no. And like, hugs him. Mm -hmm. And that's when I think... You realize that, like, the prayer at the beginning that was like, I owe George Bailey everything I have. Oh, I'm pretty well, sure that was yeah, Gower. And I mean, Gower. even in the flashback, yeah. you see Gower is just a drunk. Yeah. So, like, George, he was George Bailey. Well, yeah. like, George did not only save the people whose medicine he was delivering, he saved Gower. Gower. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's the idea that, like, again, we're seeing all the little things that, like, George right. did by honestly just being a decent human being. Right. Well, and, and like, it's cool because, like, made. Gower instantly recognizes that right like yeah. the second he realizes that george saved this kid's life he's like oh my god you saved mine too yeah and it's really george is the only person that doesn't realize what he's done yeah right and like the same careful with the table you can hear it i'm sorry <laughs> um and like yeah the same thing i'm sure happened when he saved harry is like yeah harry realizes oh my god my Again, brother saved take, my life clarence like, showing him what exactly. the world without george bailey is for him to realize like all the little things he's done add up yeah. Well, and I also love how you immediately transition into a scene of George getting his luggage, and mm-hmm. it's Mr. Gower that bought the bought really luggage. nice case for him. Yeah, and also just like, could anyone but Jimmy Stewart have played this? No. Never. So I'm going to say no. He's just so... I can't so come up with a counterpoint. I do have one interesting fact I wanted to say about the Bedford Falls, that's the town, like those sets. So uh-huh. a lot of those sets were actually from um, Cimarron. From 1931 Cimarron, oh. they've been repurposed, like, some of the main streets and stuff, because RKO, of course, owned that lot. Interesting. And this was, like, a joint picture between, like, RKO and something else, but yeah. Oh, interesting. I like this I a also, lot better. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> just as an aside, like, the world in the 1940s and 30s was just so different from now, because he's like, I want to go to Baghdad and Samarkand, and it's like, Don't. those would not be on my list. So I'm going to go there right now. Yeah. A little rough. But, like, yeah, the idea that I think George just wants to go anywhere. Yeah. I mean, even New York. Well, it's perfect when 
Potter lays out the offer of like twenty thousand dollars a year, and it's like, oh, occasional business trips to, to New York, York and all even this. Europe, yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Which can I just point out for a hot second that twenty thousand dollars in nineteen forty was oh, is like, like two hundred thirty. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. And he's <laughs> what twenty six, twenty seven at that okay, point. Okay. Also, he had too many forehead wrinkles to be twenty eight. I'm just saying. <laughs> it was a rougher time, Ian. Okay. <laughs> Children live through shit. They got beaten by pharmacists. Apparently. But we're getting ahead of our. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Um, but I do, I do want to highlight a line there where he gets his luggage. There, he says, "I want to do something big and important." Important, and yes. it's, I think it's, he, George Bailey never quite does something big, but he does a million small important things, mm-hmm. and kind of it adds up to a lot. At well, the end. and it is what his father said: "Is I like to think that we are doing something exactly. important." Yeah in the response to that line. So I, yeah, at at dinner, I, I like the Bailey family dinner. I do too. I also really love that, uh, their servant, Annie, Annie, they're like housekeeper. Yeah. Yeah. She's uh, when George says that his dad's a decent person, she's like about time. One of you kids said it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Also like, I didn't catch this until this time when I was watching it, but when he sits down to dinner for the first time, like, like that night, he's like, Oh, last meal at the Bailey boarding house, which is, fantastic yeah the tie into the alternate yeah I didn't get that because yeah because George is supposed to leave the next day and then he goes to like there's some party at the high school it's a graduation it's a graduation party, party. which let me tell graduating. you don't have too much gin at a high school graduation party where there's like all these old people it's 19, I, you know, it's I'm so confused though. also what bougie high school has a swimming pool underneath <laughs> it's, it's big it's a big deal they, that's mean, why they talk about it. It like, saved them another floor. building, apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> According yeah. to some, I was like, how much did you spend on the floor versus another building? But that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so he ends up deciding to go to that party and gets to see Mary again. I love their, their reintroduction. Oh, and like mm-hmm. the look on Donna Reed's face. Mm-hmm. When, oh, she killed it. This whole movie. Him, whole and there's movie. the like annoying guy just like yes. talking Mary's ear off. Who, I like the George. Is that Alfalfa? I have no idea. <laughs> 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 it kind of did. I love it. But like, and oh, and she just hands her drink yeah. over. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's not paying any attention, <laughs> any attention to that guy. George is like, like just being comes up to like dance with her. But the yeah. once over she gave George, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that was. And she, like, yeah, she glowed up. Like, there's yeah. this aura around her, and, yeah, very ethereal. I, I, there are a couple points later where I really want to talk about Mary's character, so I won't get too into it now, but I, mm-hmm. in, I think that Mary is kind of an unsung hero of this film. Not just because of Donna Reed's, like, magnificent performance, but, like, there are some things that, as a character, she does that are kind of, like, more subtle and behind the scenes that I just think are so amazing and sometimes not subtle like she's yeah. the one that says use the honeymoon money yeah exactly yeah. stuff like that like that yeah. with the honeymoon money and then at the very end when all the people come mm-hmm. in with the money mm-hmm. to help george out um uncle billy says like mary, mary went around it. and told yeah. some people you were in trouble exactly. like she's the one doing the actual work well it, i think <laughs> or at I least think more than she's given credit them, for i think his characters like such a good couple and why like that particular love story kind of makes the American Film Institute's list is because like they're such good compliments to each other mm-hmm. as characters. Like they they're both like kind of a little hot headed, but at their hearts like really care about people. Yes. And like always do the right thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So going back to the graduation scene really quick, I do quick, I do want to point out 
The Jimmy Stewart can't dance. Well, I mean, that's part of it. But I was more like, why, when they're dancing close to the edge, why are people screaming and not just telling and them to stop? Them. I <laughs> love the Charleston <laughs> sequence yeah. scene because they're not very good dancers. And then, of course, everybody else, like, the floor starts to open because the one guy's mad that, like, George Bailey took Mary away. Okay, who was this troublemaker with the key? I don't know, and I don't care. I don't care. know, and why? It led, to, it led to a beautiful moment. I don't care. <laughs> but so, like, as the floor starts to open, people are backing away. George and Mary don't realize it. So, like, more and more people are backing away and they're watching them still dance and then they'll like dance backwards and get really close to the edge but then dance forwards dance again forward. and so everyone's like but they all scream happen? when they get to the edge and I'm like stop screaming and I get love them to it. Stop. or just say like stop but George and Mary <laughs> think stop they're the really good I'm not gonna lie I would definitely be one of the people that's like let's see where this goes <laughs> yeah, but they fall in and then are still dancing in the water so then everyone starts jumping yeah. in including I guess like the principal yeah. and all the adults jump in yeah it's a party. It's adorable. <laughs> I think it's cute. But that leads to the really cute sequence where they walk home. I would say like, this is also one of the most iconic sequences of the film. Yeah. I would agree. I would agree. And you get the start of the... Well, I guess the song was playing at the dance, but the Buffalo Gals theme mm-hmm. that they bring back is kind of like George and Mary's song. Mm-hmm. Starts here. And there were some really good lines in here, too. Like his thing about but only last year you were 17 and i'm like oh this is that is how math works <laughs> i'm glad you can add and subtract the number one yeah right <laughs> but like i but I some of the comedy with how like she and, lost her well, robe yes. there's actually the, a couple things i want to talk to perfect. right before that too because mm-hmm. we have some very sweet moments like there's um them standing in front of the old house mm-hmm and it's the like Mary saying how much she loves that old house and George is like oh you know if you like throw a rock and break the glass you get a wish so he throws a rock and then he wishes about like all the travel and never having to come back yep. to Bedford Falls and then Mary throws a rock and wishes and we can tell from Donna Reed's expression we have an idea of what she probably wished for but she won't tell him it's her yeah. glance at George and then turning away and starting to sing the Buffalo Girls yeah. theme again yeah. and it's he's like, like what'd you, oh, what'd you wish perfect. for what'd you wish for and then they're having that like talk in front of the house he says the whole thing about like lassoing the moon and I do love yes. where he goes I'll give you the moon Mary and she goes I'll take it I'll take it <laughs> and then <laughs> what yeah that's my what? favorite part um, like... and you have the guy kind of like watching them who's like just kiss her already exactly. Exactly. you're talking too much Ella <laughs> but then he steps on a robe which we knew that was going to happen because he stepped on a robe it earlier. Yeah. loved it but then she, but then she the plays it off as like a yep. funny comedic, comedic <laughs> thing earlier and their timing is yeah their timing the whole time is perfect it's really like good. And he's like kind of taunting her, which I, I think it's really funny because he, he's like, got her robe. He's like, well, should I throw it to you? And she's like, this isn't right. funny. I Give could me my sell robe. tickets. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, I'm going to go tell your mom. And he's he's like, like, that well, one where your she's mom is down there. At the corner. Yeah. And she's like, I'll call the police. And he goes, no, they're, no, downtown. they're downtown. They'd be on my side too. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just like kind of adding her on. Yeah. And then of course, um, his dad, Uncle Billy come to like tell him his father's in the hospital immediately like funding games is over he throws her her robe and is like i'm sorry i gotta go like yeah mm-hmm. yeah he had a stroke because yeah. of all the stress not surprised they sound like they have a very stressful business yeah but then you get into the board meeting and this is where we get one of the first jimmy stewart rants okay also uh, the second mic drop though yes <laughs> if already had, one against had kept his mouth shut George would have just left to go to college, yep. and Potter, Potter would have gotten everything he wanted to, yep. but Potter had to egg George on. Yeah, yep. so we're saying that Potter is a strategic dolt. Yes. <laughs> he actually, so he was like very Trumpian to me, in that he was very like, I don't know, just me, 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 
like I have this wealth. I'm he's, like against. He's the like egotistical industrialist right. stereotype right. that mm-hmm. I think you see a lot from movies that are kind of 30s and 40s era in the Depression time. And it's actually so. This is of course 46. We are World War II has ended. We are seeing the rise of McCarthyism. Mm-hmm. Um, the FBI actually like was like this movie oh, purposely like paint, is That's communist amazing. because it purposely paints the industrialist as the bad guy and like is a like says banks are bad banks are and it's bad, like it's yeah. one of those things where you're like FBI you were missing the point like right well but McCarthyism wasn't about getting the point it was about having a superficial like appearance of being patriotic yeah so no, it's true. but like. Right. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I love, like, no, I mean, they, were, they were like, this said, movie's un American. Oh. And I'm like, this is the most American the most movie American I can movie. possibly yeah. think of. Yeah. If you're going down to just, like, pure core values, like. Well, and yeah. just, like, this stuff. idea of American dream is to have a house. Yeah. To, like, own the house and, and not be paying house, exorbitant and to rent. And live in to, it like, with your two kids and, and be able have to your make something of yourself. And, and, like, that's George's whole thing is yeah. the working class person should be able to live in their own house. That they should be able to, like, I don't know, like, make something for their family. Or provide for their family, provide for themselves, yeah. and, like, have a right. life. In his rant, one of my favorite lines was talking about how how long is it going to actually take them to save up the five thousand dollars and it's like why should we make them wait when they can enjoy it now and Mm -hmm. like live a good life well and i like that he points out he's talking to like one of the other members of the board he's like haven't you said that like yes sometimes they're behind on their payments but they always pay us eventually and doesn't being able to like own their own home and save make them better citizens exactly like they're invested like all of this stuff and he's exactly. like he's giving them like logical business reasons as to why they should save the building and loan and like why it's a good thing yeah. yeah but it's not making enough money the discontented rabble should just stay in potter's slums right, right? no if there's but, no thrifty working class exactly it's not, it's not how that works i know i know but i love his as sangi to put it mic drop at the end with my father died a much richer man than you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think I which is which is a like, theme that come like is yeah. literally the last line of that the is, film. Again, that is right? the theme of the yeah. movie, yeah. I think. But I yeah, I have a note that's just like George's speech to Potter preach, <clears throat> and also Potter is the fucking worst. Lionel Barrymore, yes. national treasure. Uh, Potter, but why did he have to worst. see Potter and he, Lionel Barrymore the eyebrows, are not the same? Yeah, to they're me. they're, they're like, just not the same. Exactly. But I mean, that's just what an amazing actor he was. Is that he can play such endearing characters as. Kringer Lion and Grand Hotel and Grandpa and You Can't Take It With You and then also Potter. Like, Grandpa and You Can't Take It With You and Potter are opposites. But he plays them both extremely well. Oh, you, yes. I mean, you hate Potter, so right? Much. Like, you hate him so much. Already, it's like 30 oh, minutes yeah. into the movie. But I think the culmination of this scene when it becomes clear that George has to stay in town because that is the condition of not dissolving it. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. that... Uh, well, and he like, not I only doesn't before... go to college, but he gives his college money to his brother. To his yeah. brother. Because he, like, earlier in that rant says, my dad couldn't save enough for both of us, right? Like, they don't have money for both sides. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know. But that that was another, like, heartbreaking moment to me. Oh, and and then, you like, can see it in his eyes, and George's too. Oh, yeah. He really, it's not an easy decision for him. 
So then we get into the scene on the train platform where it's Harry, is mm-hmm. his brother, is coming back mm-hmm. from college with a surprise wife, which I'm kind of like, you didn't tell anybody that yeah. you got married. Okay, surprise that's wife fine. and surprise job offer. Like college, well, I did not come back from college with a surprise <laughs> husband and a surprise job offer. <laughs> <laughs> you no, actually, no, I, I had a job offer when I graduated. But it wasn't but, a surprise. But it wasn't a surprise. <laughs> well, I also like that, you know, Harry does tell George, he's like, I didn't say I would take that job. Yeah. Like, you've hung out here for four you've years. You've held the bag here for four years. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's, it's and he's awful. like, I'm willing mm-hmm. to come back so that, like you can go off and do like some of the stuff you wanted to. But the close-up of his expression when he realizes that he's going to be just stuck... Well, because again, he, again, heartbreaking. He's again, heartbreaking. And also there are like these train whistles that when keep punctuating the background. Like this, and it's like yeah, the sound of the train whistle. Train to, it, what is yeah. it? Planes, a ship's anchor, and train Trains, whistles. Exactly. The most beautiful exactly. sounds in the world. But his uncles were all food related. Okay, I loved that juxtaposition <laughs> yeah. at the very beginning of that scene. Sometimes where I, was like, I heavily relate to Uncle Billy. <laughs> and then other times George. But like right. again, George, because he, he asks... Harry's wife is he's like you know is it a good job mm-hmm. offer like what's this job offer and she's like you know it's not a bunch of money out the gate but like there's a lot of opportunity later and so George makes the call that like he's gonna let his brother have the opportunity yeah mm-hmm. but then we get to see kind of outside the home where they're ha- well the family homestead well homestead is diminutive here it's a very nice house um where they're having the like hey you got married party surprise the surprise marriage celebration exactly and I really the one thing that really stuck with me there was George throwing away the travel brochures because that's mm-hmm. when it like really hit home that well mm-hmm. guess I'm not doing this and not doing this it's sort of like with the flower he loves me he loves me not it's like nope 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 as yeah, he throws yeah. but it's all uh, no exactly. <laughs> there's like no options <laughs> he loves me not he loves me not he loves me right. not never gonna travel Yes. But then Mama Bailey comes in and is like, you should go call on Mary. She's back from college here. Yeah. Also, the note was because, like, isn't Mary's brother also super team Mary and George? Oh, there's a lot of people. There's like a lot of people who are super team this relationship. It's because George is a catch, apparently. He's a catch. I shouldn't say apparently. (laughs) I think that's the thing is, like, he won't do it himself. Exactly. So Mary has to help him along a little bit. Yeah. And but, the, the, the well, comedy the here, too, too, is, is also it's like fun. Mary will only do so much, too. So it's just, you got a lot of people who are cheering for this relationship. Mary did a lot. Mary did a lot. And she clearly cares, scene. too, right? Like, she True. sets up her house. Yeah, she, well, she, she like, does the setup and then yeah. get into a fight. Yeah. But then makeup. Yeah. While they're throwing away an amazing business opportunity yeah, in plastics. Yeah, on that. <laughs> sure. I, I don't know if they ever... I guess they don't ever invest, but I don't, but the, don't. the character of Sam, like Sam Wainwright in his plastics industry, like that becomes important later. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's brought back up later when it's like, oh, he made a fortune for... No, it becomes important at the very end. At the very, very end, though. When he offers to advance him money? He basically is like, I will guarantee them up to this amount, which is more like than Like 25 what, grand, yeah. The, yeah. Which is more than what basically George owes and needs to have in order to not go to jail and have the like building and loan dissolved. So basically, you know, people have been like donating cash and stuff, which is, I think, you know, kind of this beautiful gesture and everything, but not enough, but, but yeah, like, there's no way that's $8,000. So like, the fact that Sam is like, yeah. I will guarantee this, like that's yeah. like, he, yeah. yeah, he comes through and is like, 
I totally, I don't know why I was thinking that the cash would be enough, <laughs> but I was. So when that came around, I was like, oh, that's a nice. Pile of cash, but okay. Yes. It is a big basket of cash, but. It is important. Like that is one thing that I'm very happy with. It's a wonderful life in general is they're very good at the whole like gun on the wall concept. Yes. Mm-hmm. They well, cause they have a lot of characters that they play with, but all the characters they play with are important. Like yes. exactly. they serve a function. Exactly. exactly. But yeah, so he goes over to Mary, and yeah, you've got the, again, Buffalo Gals playing. George is in a really foul mood. And you Big see the first makeup. glimpse. I think, Mary's I think mom it's the is first glimpse. Of... She's not going to marry the industrialist from yep. New York, obviously. Sorry, you're not going to be a rich mother-in-law. Rich, richy rich. <laughs> it's also the first glimpse of his, like, temper, I think. Yeah. Which, well, and, and the which I, that, which like, I George, appreciate. George like, he's not a perfect person. He'll make he the has. sacrifices, but, like, right. he's still going to be he's a little bit about bitter it. about exactly. it. He's, hu- he's a human character, like, which I think yeah. exactly. is so important. No, which I appreciate, because otherwise him. it's not as relatable, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Who, it's the, who could just sacrifice like if that? If it's not hard for him, there's no struggle. And if there's no struggle, why do we care? Yeah, agreed. And it's like he's always trying to get out, but can't. He's helped other people get out, but can't himself, so... I don't know. But long story short, they get married. They kind of skip all of the courtship and all that and just cut to the celebration. I mean, they courted in a bush. Well, (laughs) (laughs) Well, and as they're leaving too is when you have the stock market crash and the run on the banks. Yes. And that's when, oh, I guess we're not going to, I love, so the line in the car where he talks about having the oldest champagne and the nicest Mm -hmm. hotel and like all the superlatives he had. They've got a stack of cash they've saved for their honeymoon. Two grand? Is a lot. That's a lot of money. They've clearly been like They've clearly saving, been saving for this honeymoon. Again, like, if twenty grand is two fifty, that's like twenty yeah. plus thousand dollars yeah. of money yeah. for a honeymoon. Yeah, yeah. That's a banging honeymoon. Yeah, and yeah, just one week in New York, one week in the Bahamas, like you can get into some trouble <laughs> <laughs> for twenty grand. Yeah. <laughs> but then, of course, George can't help himself that he sees the run on the bank and then he's like i have to go check on the building and loan and i and i love that mary knows mary knows mm-hmm. and she's like i know exactly what's going to happen we're not going to be able to go she's like we should just go we should just go like yeah, yeah. and yeah. the longing as she looks at him we're walking away through the back window of the car with the rain yeah. pouring yeah. down oh again yeah such she good knows acting. exactly what's going to happen yeah donna Reed's performance is mm-hmm. stellar mm-hmm. yes um but I do love the shot, too, where he walks up to the building and loan, and people aren't running at the building and loan. It's not as frantic as in front of the bank. They're just quietly waiting for George Bailey because they yep. know he'll show up. Well, and they trust him, right? Mm-hmm. Well, sort of. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. Well, they trust him. They just don't understand finance, which yeah. frustrates me so much in this scene. Well, and you tried to explain, like, your money's yeah. in so-and-so's exactly. house and so-and-so's exactly. house. And... Yeah, and then there's that stupid Tom who's such an asshole who's like, won't budge and is like I want my money now and I want all of it because again here's one of like Mary one of her hero moments is George is like we just don't have the money and Mary's like we have two thousand dollars so like all of their honeymoon money like they're Mm -hmm. personally paying and then George is like I can give you guys money but just like what do you need to get you through the like the next what is it 60 days until they can get not even I think it's like two two weeks weeks or something he's like what do you need to get you through the next two weeks because if they have to close their doors before what is it 6 p.m. and they don't have any like cash in the place then it's like it's done i'm i'm curious like i I imagine it's probably some sort of like law or provision of 
the company. Like, it was probably, like, a provision that the board had set up. Huh. Right. Okay. And, and the real danger here is that if the townspeople mistrust him... Potter was willing to buy those shares at 50 cents on the dollar. So if so he buys like the shares of everybody's house, he will start foreclosing because Potter's not exactly. going to accept and I can't pay you this month, but I can pay exactly. you next month. And right. so like, that's what, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's like, like the reason George is so desperate is because he's like, Potter's buying the town. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was clear on that. Yeah, I was yeah. just the like, why does making it to this the end of the day with $2? Yeah. I imagine that was probably okay. some sort of bylaw and then just <laughs> okay. by like yeah. ensuring that the saving and loans is open and people still trust it. It means that Potter does not run the entire town. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, and so there are the people who are just asking for stuff. And then I love how, like, the one guy wants all of it. And then there's, like, somebody who's, like, I can get by with, like, 20 bucks. And then there's the one woman who is 1750 Because <laughs> she has clearly sat there and been, like, calculating yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. And I like to think that the $2 that they have left at the end of the day is, is because she asked yes. for 1750 yeah. and not 20 Yes. Also, can I just say that I would love, love, love... To be able to live two weeks on twenty dollars. Yeah, but twenty dollars is what a hundred dollars. Yeah. Oh, okay. I can't do that. Never <laughs> mind. <laughs> when adjusted for inflation, that's doable. For those of us who aren't as bougie as Ian, right? <laughs> so it's more like a hundred dollars a week. Okay, that's yeah. doable. Never yeah, mind. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, that's very doable. Then of course, like, I do like the bit where like George is like, "Wait, where did Mary go? Can somebody get my wife on the phone?" And like Mary has called, and they're like. Sir, it's Mrs. Bailey on the phone. He's like, I don't want to talk to my mom. I want to talk to my wife. Oh, my wife is Mrs. Bailey. Yes. Okay, yes. <laughs> that yes. was amazing. Also, huh. his employees love him. Yes. Like, you can tell so clearly in this scene that they're just so elated that Workplace culture goals. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, and they're, like, invested in him and clearly sad that he couldn't go on his honeymoon yeah. either. Yeah, well, and here's the first bit where we get to see, like, just how much everybody cares about George because everyone right. knows how crushed he is. Exactly. So Mary has, again, gotten them together yep. and everyone's agreed to help and they've, like, gotten that old, broken-down house that they threw rocks at. They've 320 got, Sycamore or something yeah. like that. Yeah, 327. They call it something that's, like, the old, like, Grimwald. The Grim Grim Granville house. Yeah, the Granville house or something. Grimwald. <laughs> Harry Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> <But> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so they've hung up, like, the posters and the windows from, like, all the foreign mm -hmm. locales. Mm -hmm. Like, Mary's cooked a dinner. But there's some really good comedy going into the oh, house. Because yeah. they have... I, is he a police officer? I don't... Bert. Bert, Bert and Bert. Ernie. Yeah. It is Bert yeah, and Ernie. It is Bert and Ernie. Yeah. Yeah. The cop oh, and the cabbie. Surely they were named after that, right? I, I hope, hope so. so. Yeah. That would have been great. Because so. they're buddies. Exactly. Yeah. But you have him walking into the house and Bert or Ernie, don't know which, is Bert's like... Bert's the cab driver. A, no, Bert's the cop. Oh, damn it. Ernie's the cab Whichever <laughs> one is letting him into the house as I will be like your butler today, yeah. um, the the kind of ga gags with the hats where yeah. he leans yes. up against the wall and it like pushes his hat up like he's uh, tipping it to him yeah. and then yeah. when he looks down the water like pours onto his hand for a tip. <laughs> that yes. was perfect. I yeah. loved it. Oh, and then they're like serenading them outside. Yes. And I love the end where Ernie turns and he lifts up Bert's cap and like kisses him once on the forehead and then Bert just looks at him and like slams, slams the top. Whack a mold it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's also just such a, a nice moment with Mary and George. Yeah. Also very like handsy. This is where you figure out Mary's really handsy because she like creates this way to cook her rotisserie chicken oh, with yeah, her, like, oh, yes. turntable yeah. or something. 
I loved it. Very resourceful. Which, yeah. I mean, it, it comes backwards. Like, she's working so hard to make this house. Right. Well, like, and yeah, exactly. House. She, like, remodels the entire house. Oh, which I love. Which, totally love that. Life goals. <laughs> Remodel a house. <laughs> I would love to get an old house. Like, but, yeah. But I remember, it's really... drafty. Let's face Didn't it. you hear George's rant? <laughs> it's drafty and the banister sure, falls yeah. off. Yeah. But it's home. It's character. <laughs> <laughs> character that's a fun word <laughs> as long as the character doesn't include cockroaches i'm in <laughs> most houses do <laughs> so anyway we get past the scene and then we get to see some of the like good works that... oh i just wanted to point out one thing with the cinematography yes. in that scene so the framing shot of george walking to the door is beautiful and then mm-hmm. when they have the camera tracking all the leaks and like debris that's still from yes. this broken house. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I really like that camera work. I'd say in general, the cinematography is like really good, but there are some key moments where it just like pops. Yeah, and that was one definitely one of them. I agree. So then we move into a scene that uh, it's Martini is the one mm-hmm. character that they're focusing on, but really it is a representative story of like what he has done for a whole bunch of different folks. Cause exactly. He's like pulling their family goat into the car along with the kids. Well, it's like, we'll take the kids in the car and you think it's like the kid kids, but it's like the goat kid. (laughs) Um, And then you get on Bailey park, like you said, where it's just a whole bunch of tract homes and it's like, here's a loaf of bread. May you never be hungry. And here is salt. May you always have flavorful food. And here is wine so that you're always prosperous. Yeah, and, and again, it's just so like, it's like helping people get out of Potter's slums. Exactly. Like they talk yeah. something about like how like, or Martini says like basically like no more paying exorbitant rents for like this shack. Exactly. Like, Which like, I own my own home now. Like, yeah, basically I can, like we're okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you also get to see Sam, the plastic baron, come mm-hmm. back for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I, this is the first time... I like time... that Sam's not at all bitter he about Mary and George. Oh, yeah. yeah. Agreed. No, well, they're friends. He's yeah. so rich. Yeah. How could you be bitter? <laughs> well, and <laughs> also when he called Mary, her, but... like, do you remember? He was like yeah, surrounded was by girls girl, yeah. when he was calling from New York. So I think, he I honestly, like, I think that that shot there. was for us to not view George as a bad guy for stealing someone else's girl. Yeah. Like, I think that's yeah. why they had that. Well, yeah. and I'm curious... And it helps explain why they're, like, yeah. so friendly. Yeah, right? yeah Like, he, he wasn't stealing No, Sam's girl. annoying AF, yeah. but... <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm actually Good curious heart. if Mary's mother was just having some wishful thinking about Sam and it was never going to be a thing. I mean, I yeah. feel like it like, probably was if he was calling her from New York. Like, that probably would have been... A little bit of a pricey call back then. Yeah. But it might have been both of their mothers trying yeah, it to make been. it happen. Yeah, that's true. Or it could have been like a Sam was kind of interested, but not yeah. like fully invested. Yeah. But anyway, in this scene, you finally, well, I shouldn't say finally, but you get another glimpse into some of George's like buyer's remorse. Because you see Sam and his wife drive off to Florida in their really fancy car. Mm-hmm. And George like, Kicks his little dust bucket. (laughs) And it's like, oh, yeah, you could have had it because you weren't, you could have gotten it on the ground floor, as Sam puts it, but you didn't. And then that gets Well, he needed that cash for, yeah, he needed that cash to build. Exactly. Which is more impactful than selling plastics for planes. Anyway, um, he then goes and we get the offer from. Potter. Which Potter knows mm-hmm. exactly like what, what to play on. To pull. Yeah. And it's only because George has such a strong moral compass that he's able to kind of, I think, shake yeah. himself out of it. Because he, first he's like asks 
for some time to think about it. And then he's like, wait, what am I doing? Like, I don't need time to think about this. Like, I know what my answer is. Yeah. So again, Potter offers $20,000, which is like 250K. Quarter of a million dollars. And even more important than that, like opportunities to travel. Exactly. Like business trips to New York, to Europe. He's like, you can buy your wife anything. Exactly. Nicest house in town. Because they don't have kids yet too. And he points out, he's like, how much do you make at the buildings in London? Like, okay, so you're probably able to save this amount. Okay, but what happens when you have a kid or two? Like, you won't even be able to save that. Which I would like to say in the next scene in the bedroom when Mary's like, I'm tired. Well, except, yeah. except he asks, are you on the nest? That is like the <laughs> least romantic I'm way not to sure. ask. So we're, we're definitely in Hayes Code. So I don't know if people were even, were they allowed to be like pregnant? pregnant? Okay. <sighs> I know that I am. I mean, she pops out right. four kids, so oh, clearly, like, Mac. some stuff. <laughs> well, no, I'm more like, okay, pregnant is a thing, right? A pregnancy is a thing. Ian, how dare you? No, it is not. We cannot talk about stuff well, like stork. that's that's the stork 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 Hey, I'm pretty sure he makes a comment about the stork lassoing a stork. Think of the children. She lassoes a stork. I just, I can't. I do like the wordplay though with yeah. that. Yeah. Well, and I like too that like George is really flustered. He's like, is it a girl or a boy? And Mary's just like, yes. yes. Because like obviously like <laughs> yeah. she just found out she's pregnant. Like she's yeah. like, no. I Do you think they could tell the gender of that? I don't know when like sonograms would have been widely I don't available. I think that. I doubt it. Like the Anyway. Or like they might have been available in like, like a large barely city had hospital. X ray then. That's let no. alone You had X rays earlier. I am I'm, I'm sure gonna have got, to look I'm this up. I'm pretty sure you got X rays in the Victorian times. Really? They were super dangerous. I mean, I was going to say cancer They seem very dangerous. But I'm pretty sure you got those, like, Victorian era. But, anyway. But then we get this large montage of, like, here's what everybody did in this unspecified span of time where Mm -hmm. some kids grow up and, well, three more kids appear, basically. Mm, Lots of kids appear. Mary fixes up the house. mm -hmm. Hair... Why do I want to call him Henry? Henry, Harry, Harry, Harry. Harry. So the oh, yeah, war Harry, starts. Yeah, World War II starts. Yep. Harry becomes a war hero yep. and a fighter pilot. And you get oh, another heartbreaking moment. Well, I shouldn't say heartbreaking. Like this is this I kind of was torn on. Oh, also I just want to say like Potter would freaking be chairman of the draft. Chairman of the yeah. draft. Yeah. It's like let me go pick In case who's we gonna go sure potentially die. Like, yeah. Yeah. Which but, I'm sure it maddened him that he could not send George Bailey because yes, of his ear. Because which of his ear. I was torn on that because it's like oh he fought the home fight and I'm like. Oh, but he actually wants to travel. But also that means he's not going to get, like, shelled and killed. And also he's, like, right. not draft dodging. Like, he actually just, yeah. like, here. Well, and he genuinely, like, he clearly would have wanted to go, yeah. right? Like, he takes the lead as the home raid person right. and, like, does all this, literally everything. But that's why I'm so torn, because he would have wanted yeah, to yeah. go, but still exactly. can't because exactly. of a selfless well, and it's action another, it's another example of, like... Like, I am making this impact at home, but I don't see that because I'm not making the impact that I wish I was. Right. Well, it's right. like he, like George is, and Uncle Billy says this later. So, like, George isn't the one who gets the Congressional Medal of Honor. He doesn't do the big flashy mm-hmm. stuff that Harry mm-hmm. does, but like, he does so much more. And, like, again, the reason Harry is there to save all of those other men is because George saved Harry. And so, like, Uncle Billy says it later where he's, kind of goading Potter where he's like oh do you see like Harry won the Congressional Medal of Honor like now if that had been our George like he would have won too like yeah it's it's the idea that like other people see what George is doing and George just doesn't yeah also uh turns out Mary runs like the USO in Bedford Falls what a badass in addition to side note in addition to like taking care of four kids remodeling a house like building a house also clearly being very involved with the building and loan too exactly Unsung hero. Mary's I agree. An unsung hero. I want 
a new version through Mary's eyes. It would be a lot of like, my husband came home and was just yelling at people and I don't know why, but I'm real concerned. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But she's also like, yeah, I don't know. No, I, I feel like overall they have a very nice relationship. Yes. Mm-hmm. So after that, we get the pivotal scene, which I... I would not have trusted Uncle Billy with this. Oh my God. Okay, so can can just like Uncle Uncle Bill is... Uncle Billy would have had a job in an office in the building and loan, but not a lot of responsibility. He's taking basically $8,500, which that's like 100K in today's money, in cash to the bank to deposit. Mm -hmm. Totally fine. I get it. That's a fuck ton of money. Mm-hmm. So you're just going to like hold it in your hand and be like, let me noodle Potter a little bit. And like, here, let's read the newspaper. What's this about? Oh, look, it's his brother. And then give him the cash. Well, he fold- He had it in his hand with the newspaper. So I think when he folded the Inex- newspaper. Still inexcusable. It, no, it's I agree. It's $100,000. I agree. I also I just, would have been so paranoid if I had that. Like, I would have been doing it myself. Agreed. Because first, also, it's paranoid. the day before the Christmas. Exactly. I have to do that like that day, basically. Like, it's a lot of money. It's mm-hmm. super important mm-hmm. to, like, keeping the bank, like, the building and loan afloat. Yep. The bank examiner is coming. Yeah. So they know they need their books to tie out. So, again, risk management. Right. <laughs> I would have been so paranoid. I would have, like, handcuffed it to myself. Yeah. When we gone to, straight to the teller. We haven't talked that deposited. much about Uncle Billy. But, yeah. like, he's so forgettable. But I do like the things that they have where he always has the strings tied around strings. his fingers to, yep. remember. to remember. And, like... Yep. The one that really broke my heart is when he's talking to George, like the after the wedding, and he's like, "Was it a beautiful wedding? I would have loved to have been there." And George was like, "Yeah, it was really nice." And then he kind of shakes his pinky. He's like, "You can take that one off now." That's what mm-hmm. that was. Oh, that's so sad. Broke my heart. <laughs> oh, yeah, mine too. Now that I understand what happened. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Uncle Billy loses the money, no. goes back, and I do love the shot where um, George comes in, and he's like kind of looking for Uncle Billy, and he opens his office door, and it's just completely disheveled, because Uncle Billy is like, where's the money, where's the money? Uh, and they can't find it. They go through the whole town, retracing steps, house. and here is where, yes. like, if Potter but like, wasn't the but like, before... In, in the midst of that, he has the time to give Violet a loan. Well, this was before he knew about it, I yeah, thought. Yeah, okay, maybe that's right. And it's like, it. as yeah, yeah. she's walking out yeah, with the she's, lipstick she's print. She's trying to leave, yeah, because she kisses him on the cheek and it leaves a lipstick print and then the bank examiner sees it and it's like, ugh. What, like, what loose don't understand. You don't understand. <laughs> He's so upstanding. Um, but again, like, if, if we didn't accept that Potter was the villain, like, you did now, because he knows Wait, I want to know is. who didn't accept Potter as the villain. Hey, I'm just... Giving people the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they didn't watch the first hour of this That's movie. That's true. Maybe yeah. the like FBI they just started didn't get right now. this far in 1946. <laughs> um, but it just, uh, this broke my heart. Because then that's in, this is like the pivotal moment that sends George into a tailspin. Yeah, when he's like right. yelling at Uncle Billy and like... That broke my heart. Yep. You get Uncle Billy in his house. It and you under you understand yeah. why yeah. George is so frustrated. But you're also like, yeah. maybe you shouldn't have had Uncle Billy do this. But it, yeah. again, it's, I mean, like, it's already established that he has kind of a temper, right? Yeah. And, like, yeah. this is clearly a disaster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But that leads... Because, like, what's it's hard, not only, what's like, the building and loan is on... Home. Yes. And, yes. Well, like, the building and loan is on the line. George is on the line. Like, he could go to yeah. prison for this. Although yeah. I do like... But it's not, to later. me, I think what, what would have been most scary is not... 
like oh my god i'm going to jail it's oh my god if building and loan goes under like what the hell was the point of me sacrificing so much yeah for it? Yes. and i think that's Until a huge now, part right? of it because like i could have just seen the world but like could have closed 10 years like even when he goes groveling to potter which again potter the fucking worst Are you, um, gonna, you misplaced it yes Ugh. george yes still yes is not gonna throw uncle billy under the bus yes yeah. like even at his lowest, lowest. of lows, yes. he is not going to do that. Like, if you did not think George, you know, speaking of if you didn't think Potter was a villain, if you didn't think George Bailey was a hero. Right. Here you go. Yeah. It's that there. And so then this leads to him drinking at Martini's, which Martini is... The guy who yelled so, by the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Delightful. And Nick, the bartender, also delightful in this scene. <laughs> um, they all very clearly care about him. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, we completely skipped over when he goes home because he, he, goes home. Home. Yeah, he, he has goes, not he goes yelled home. at the teacher yet. He well, first off, he yells. Well, he yells at his kids. Yeah, he yells at his kids because the one kid keeps asking how to spell stuff. That one I understand. And the other one's like, who can't excuse, the other one's excuse me, excuse me, I burp. Okay, that one I was like, okay, kid, get away. We don't have to excuse you for burping. Yeah, I think that's with George a little bit in the scene. But like, and he heals with the kid who's like playing the piano, the same yeah. song over and over again. Smashes like, his models. He has a full on. Yeah, yeah. He, like, he has a temper tantrum. Yeah, and then of yeah. course he finds out that um, I guess their youngest daughter Zuzu's sick, and he's like, "Well, how did that happen?" She's like, "Well, she came home without her coat. Like, it's just a small fever. Like, she's gonna be fine. The doctor was here." And he's like, "Well, what was that stupid teacher doing? Like, letting her go home like that?" So he calls the teacher and like. Yells at the teacher. Yells at her husband. Yells at her husband. husband. That's important. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> and Mary's like, um, give me, give me the phone, uh, George. But like, all of his frustrations are money related, right? So like, he's like, do they, do they think we don't have the money for like nice coats and clothes for Zuzu, yeah. or like, do I not have the money to give you the car you want or the toys you want or whatever else? And it's like. It's all of his it's, own it's insecurities, all of his own insecurities that he's like, now taking out on his family out. because of this massive yeah. stressor that just happened. And I I do like that Mary immediately realizes something's up when he's like holding their youngest kid and like crying and Mary's like, What the fuck is mm-hmm. going on? But mm-hmm. obviously clearly doesn't want to alarm the other children. Though at that point I wanted to be like, Mary you need to take George and be like and I think she tries to at one point be like, Let's go Get to, him the, into kitchen the kitchen and talk. And talk. Yep. But I want to be like, we needed to like make that happen. But but then, then excuse we wouldn't have me, the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also but then she's also trying to wrangle the kids exactly. too. Oh, but anyway. and really quick, he does say something about why did we have all this ki- these kids? And I'm like, George, <laughs> George, you had a you. part in this. Yeah, this was you. <laughs> that would have been me. Like, yeah. what, what are we doing with all these children? <laughs> yeah. And so it's after he yells at the kids that he goes to Potter for money. Well, and first he a... goes to see Zuzu because I want to point out yeah. Zuzu. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. She's got the, yeah. the flower um, and he she wants him to glue the petals back on that fell off. So he kind of like turns oh. away and flips them in his pocket and they're like, see, good as new. But those petals just like come back later. So I wanted to mention yeah. them. That's a good point. He goes to Potter. He tries to get money. The only thing he can put up as collateral is life insurance, which Potter then says. Five hundred dollars of equity. Yeah, which Potter which then says because it's says, a fifteen thousand dollar policy. He exactly, says you're worth more dead than you are alive. Which George has a light bulb moment. George, which exactly. Which is not good. So he gets drunk so at Martini's. Gets, gets punched by Zuzu's teacher's husband. Yeah, right. Which the, the guy punches him, even though he kind of deserved it. But everyone else is like, "You do yeah. not punch George Bailey. Exactly. Get out. He'll get never out come here. back here. Yeah. He's like, "I want to pay for my drink." <laughs> like, no, get out. We get throughout the movie a million little things that show us 
not only what George has done for other people, but how much they appreciate it and like yes. how much they love him. And again, right. like George just doesn't see it until exactly. until the end. Because it's not the big important that yeah. he thinks it is. Yeah, it's not flashy. It's yeah. the day-to-day. So then we get the cascade of events that leads to him crashing his car and trying to commit suicide. And this is where we get the smart Clarence move. Because right. in order to save George, he knows that the way to stop George from jumping and killing himself is that George needs to save another person. Yep. So Clarence jumps so that George will jump in and save him instead of jumping himself. Yep. Which I think is Again, brilliant. better than an Which IQ of a rabbit. Better than an IQ of a rabbit. It's a very smart rabbit. It's like a rabbit that's been like mutated in a lab. Yeah. But it's also Are we like really when calling Clarence a mutated rabbit mutated right rabbit. now. Isn't that <laughs> what you see color? that puffy shirt? It was a puffy shirt. It was a very puffy shirt. True. Anyway, mm-hmm. sorry, as Sangeet was saying. As what was I saying? Oh yeah, it, it just um again it punctuates George's character, I think, that he like again is clearly struggling to jump off the bridge in the first place yeah. and then the second he hears a splash with someone else he's like oh shirt off time to jump in yeah and like, save ready to go like i did it worked out so well last time when you saved right, your brother exactly like, it actually did work out yeah. well so i shouldn't be so snarky sorry but like but, but the idea that he he doesn't hesitate at all exactly right. um and then of course they're in the cabin getting warm clarence is explaining that he's an angel Angel second class because he doesn't have AS2. AS2. I love how the toll booth worker totally got it. Yeah. Like fell down out of his chair and like ran away. And George is just like, eh. Well, so skeptical. Well, (laughs) it's like a comment on George's general unawareness of like anything Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to say good, but he doesn't see all of the good things that he's done. So why would he see any of that in like... Well, and why Clarence. would he feel well, deserving? And he yeah. sets up earlier where he's kind of at the bar where he says, I'm not a praying man. Mm-hmm. Like, clearly, if he wasn't having, you know, issues of faith before, he definitely is after, like, the events of that day. If he wasn't religious beforehand, like, some guy shows up saying he's an angel. George yeah. is not going to be like, oh, of course. Well, and there's this self-deprecating humor to it too, right? Like, you would be my angel. Yeah. <laughs> like, my yeah. angel is the second-class angel with the IQ of a rabbit. Yeah. And no wings. Like, Gabriel. <laughs> and no wings. Yeah. But this is where I think they do some really nice stuff. Um, when George is like, it would have been better if I was never born. Mm-hmm. And Clarence is kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like... I have an idea. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what it was like if you were never born. I also just like that Clarence was reading Tom Sawyer. Yes. Um, <laughs> and funny. it was magically dry. Yes. yes. That's the other but, part well, that was good. Because what he does is he's then like, okay, well, you get your wish. It's never been born. And the snow stops. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the cut on George's mm-hmm. uh, jaw goes away. All the clothes are immediately dry. His hearing comes back. His hearings come back in that one ear. And then, of course, you know, it's the events of them kind of going around. And it's like the car isn't there. Um, it's not Martini's. It's Nick Nick's. doesn't know him and is an asshole. Is okay, asshole. I did point out, though, that I was like, I think maybe things were better for Nick if George wasn't around. Because then Nick owns a bar, though Nick does not seem very But Nick seems very no. cranky. No. <laughs> very cranky about everything. But um, it's... Yeah, so the town is called Potter, Pottersville now. Yeah, although I have to say bar. Pottersville looks a little bit more fun. I was going to say, 
the when we saw Main Street, my note here is, oh God, the horror, hashtag clutching my pearls. Yeah. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think the point of that is that like, that's all that's there. That's all that's there. I mean, right? like, that I can appreciate. Yeah. But it was more like, okay, I know that this is designed to incite moral panic. And or you're, I'm not or you're so like, here for you're that. like, the things that they're using as symbols of like societal degradation right, aren't clubs. necessarily <laughs> things that I agree with being right. used that way. Yeah. But I think the whole point is that like, all it is, is like... Like, like there's no pharmacy, there's no emporium. Like there's right. mm-hmm. none of the things that like, it's like New, New, make it New a York's family. Vegas. Yeah. None of the things that like were central parts of that town's infrastructure. Right. Are well, there anymore. And basically it, we see this, George doesn't, that he was the one that was instrumental in making sure the heart of that town stayed together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he gave out those loans. Right. And sure. if we backtrack to Nick's, like Gower comes in for a second. Yes. Um, yes. I just, it was a nice it's costuming detail yeah. that they had the newspaper mm-hmm. stuffed down his coat to yep. keep him warm. To keep him warm. Yep. God, Gower breaks my heart. Yep. Everything with Gower breaks my heart. Yep. And so he's a beggar who would been jailed for 20 years for killing this boy that George had saved when he, mm-hmm. you know, kept the, kept the pills away. And so that's the first time that George is kind of like, what's going on? Yeah. yeah. He also gets into the cab with people, uh, the, the one driver that he, when you see, Vi- you see Violet getting arrested. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're right. Arrested. And he's like, Oh, who is this? I he's know like, her. I know her. And Nobody knows him. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, I do like that. Even in this dystopia, Bert and Ernie are friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> Nothing can break them. Nothing up. can break Bert and Ernie. Yeah. Now, I do want to point out in the cab was when I first really noticed it. I think it came in when he was talking to the one man whose tree he had run into. But there's this like creepy organ with like lots yeah. of vibrato in the background. Mm-hmm. The music, it's um, pretty subtle, but it's really good. Like Clarence also has a very distinct, nice theme that's very like mm-hmm. lighthearted. Yes, lighthearted. Um, but this like organ effect, this really creepy. Yeah. Well, and like, all of the oh, lighting. Well, and I think so that plus the darkness too. just makes it so frantic. Yeah, like, like your heart rate starts mm-hmm. to increase too as yes. he's running around and trying to figure out where his family uh-huh. is. Well, like, um, Speaking of like good cinematography, like when they're in the old house, because he's like, "Take With me the home," spotlight. and they go there. Yeah, and oh. he's he's kind of ditched Clarence at this point. Clarence disappears because he's looking for Mary. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Mary's not here." Like, mm-hmm. you, and it's just so dark, and it's a lot of like shadowed silhouettes, and you can just see kind of like the house is just broken down. It's the same it was when they first saw it, basically. Well, when it's or even worse, like it's kind of almost a symbol for the town. Like, yeah, yep. This is what it is without you here. Yep. Um, and then, of course, uh, George, I think, is that when George punches Bert? Or no, he punched him earlier or something. No, that's or when he punches Ernie. him. Um, no, Bert. No, no, no. He yeah. punches Bert uh, when Mar- when he oh, that's chases right. after but then, like, Anyway, <laughs> Clarence like disappears at one point. One of them is like, I need a drink now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was fantastic. But yeah, then he goes and looks for Mary. No, he gets to see Ma Bailey's boarding house oh, first. Ma Bailey's boarding house. And he's like, what do you mean you don't know me? And she's like, nope, don't let anybody in who hasn't had a recommendation. No vacancy. See ya. Yeah, Door yeah. slam. Yeah, it's uh-huh. so good. And then you get to see the what was the housing development and is mm-hmm. now a cemetery a cemetery which is like which can you think of a better poignant. like well yeah. and he sees harry's grave yeah because mm-hmm. he wasn't there to save well, him and he's like no my brother was awarded the congressional medal of honor he saved like thousands of men or hundreds of men or something nope, they all died because you yep. harry wasn't there to save them because you weren't there to save harry yep. exactly so that entire tanker like, yeah and that's when he's like where's mary and then mm-hmm. We just talk about how like Mary's horrible dystopian reality is that she has a job, glasses, and is single. 
Sounds fine. She's to me. a spinster, Maggie. <laughs> that is the life death spinster sentence. Spinster at like I'm pretty spinster sure Mary like, and George at this point are like 28. Hurry up, maybe Maggie. You're almost a spinster. I'm kidding. Maybe I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> the look Maggie is giving me wow. right now. <laughs> uh, get out of my house. <laughs> I'll wow. get you a cap. That'll make you. Better, I have right? glasses, and I'm single. I and I have a job. And so. you have a job. <laughs> Check, check, check. Check, check, check. I'm there. Perfect. <laughs> oh I'm li- living my best dystopian life. <laughs> Perfect. But I do love Jimmy Stewart's acting in that when he sees Mary, like the crazy eyes. He does yeah, crazy yeah, eyes. He does really. I feel like, I, like, yes, I'm making a commentary on that socially, which I think still stands. But I think, you know, the sadder thing is that, like, the George-Mary relationship that's been so good and stuff mm-hmm. just didn't get to happen. Yeah. Well, and they're clearly really good for each other. Like, well, exactly. you see so many points in this of, movie where Mary saves George, yes. but there's this idea that, like, oh, yeah. oh George like, also, mm-hmm. also saved Mary. Saved, Mary. Yeah. Saved. saved in big quotes, but yeah. I like to think that not dystopian Mary, Mary is happier than dystopian Mary, at least. Yes, I think, yes, I think exactly. that's, the, that's exactly. the thing. Is that, <laughs> exactly. Like, the two of them were meant to be. Yes. Right. Yeah. And that's when he punches Bert or Ernie. Yeah. Right. And then Bert just like fires in the street after George has seen the Right? There's people what everywhere. The hell? We're in a dystopia. Remember, you just fire it's guns every which way. <laughs> Open carry or whatever it is. <laughs> but that's when you get back to the bridge finally and he's like, oh my God, let me live again. And the snow starts. Oh, I just so, that have been I was really happy it was not cornflakes. And I love how so this that whole scene and then the way that he jubilantly runs through the town and sees all the things mm-hmm. that pissed him off I earlier like that and he happy says about it. And he says Merry Christmas to everyone. Yes, yes. But it reminded me so much of A Christmas Carol. Yeah. <laughs> and like the, the ghost of Christmas future and then his change of heart there. So I kind of liked that yeah. like, similar idea. It, the execution is completely different. I mean, so I don't if, wanna, like, if you have... Ghosts appearing to Potter, like that is your Christmas Carol right there. There's actually a parallel yeah. there is a story going on in this where it's actually Potter getting visited by three ghosts. But where's his change of heart? <laughs> he just gets owned it. with a $25,000 loan from Sam. They're not very good ghosts. <laughs> just kidding. Oh. I mean, Clarence does have the IQ of a rabbit, except we've established that and he does not. And the fate of a child. Okay, okay. <laughs> but he's like, oh, my car is here. Oh, Martini's is back. Oh, my God, my children, I love you so much. I'm so, like, okay. Yeah. Okay, I, in like the bank examiner's there, yeah. and the guy with the warrant for his so arrest. Happy. Yeah. Can and I just, just say, I love that Mary comes, clearly, her husband has gone insane. Yes. He's running out around on Christmas Eve. He just yelled at her and her kids. She doesn't know what the fuck is going on. She has gone out to like handle shit <laughs> and i love the 40s you could leave your small kids at home and it was fine mm-hmm. was uh, it fine uh not yeah. at home like at home with the bank examiner <laughs> no, no no i don't think they were there yet because she <laughs> and comes they just out, let yeah, themselves yeah, she in and they're and just yeah. there and they've let themselves in and she like just goes oh hello and says, yeah. who are you and what the fuck are you right. doing in my house which would have been my response <laughs> and i love the change of heart in the house at this wonderful mm-hmm. old drafty house because at first he was like, oh, yeah. this piece well, of shit. And like earlier <laughs> when the, crummy, right? the banister came apart and he was like really pissed about it. This time it comes up, he like kisses, kisses it, it. Yeah. it back. They did yeah. a really good job at paralleling the reverse journey of yeah. like, exactly. again, jubilation is the best word I can mm-hmm. think of here. I also really exactly. like that word. It has a fun mouth. We feel. also all have like huge grins while we're talking about this. We really? <laughs> we do. Because <laughs> it's just so uplifting. It really is. It really is. But yeah, and then that's of course when everybody comes over and they're like, 
throwing heard, money at yeah, him, well, making like, it rain. We heard that yeah. George Bailey was in trouble, and yeah. like we're gonna help him. Yep. And, and it's amazing because like a lot of the significant townspeople tell the story of their savings too, and so mm-hmm. like like I was saving this for a very specific reason, but it's yours now. Like, yeah. That's how much you need and to be. It's, it's not. Oh, I got sacrificing five, $5 for George, like, yeah, exactly. not the opposite. So yeah, that was exactly. really nice. Um, and like. Harry comes home and that's when you get the call from Sam Wainwright that he's like, I am going to guarantee him from this much. You even have like the bank examiner, yep. like putting yep. in, putting some in money. Some money. The guy rips up the, the, yep. warrant. the yeah. warrant and it's just, I have my last note on my pages. Excuse me while I sob. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, and then you have the bell for Clarence getting yeah, his wings. Yeah, because every the, time the bell rings, an the angel gets his wings. Yeah. Tom, Tom Sawyer. Tom Sawyer. Harry's like, oh, it's my brother, the richest man in town. Yeah. Which is sweet. Oh, it was it was a sweet ending. Really fade to black, I really, fade to tears. I fade am... to black, fade to tears. And then actually, so like Liberty Films, their end credit scene is also bells, bells ringing. ringing. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> Which I loved. I like that. Oh. I do wish that Potter has got had gotten his comeuppance. Yeah, okay. so my biggest question at the end of this is like, he still has $8,000 just chilling. Well, that like, is that where, is actually where, something what? that like was pointed out. I don't know if it was at the time or later in response to the whole FBI's like, this is communistic because of like, you're painting the industrialists as the bad guys. They're like, well, Potter never gets any comeuppance. Like, yeah. Potter's just hanging there. Like, it's all yeah. about like, like he's George. just $8,000 um, richer. If you want to see a version, where Potter does get his comeuppance, there is an does SNL skit with Dana Carvey oh, as Jimmy Stewart. Where can they we please go beat up Potter? <laughs> can we please? Yes, because we'll watch it. We'll what's watch like, it when we're done. What's like really I'll put sweet? It, I'll like link it to one of the social yes. medias. Yeah. What's really sweet is that like it's Christmas and everyone's happy and like he understands that he has these riches in the form of his family and his friends and whatever else. Also but... confirmation that the characters of Bert and Ernie on Sesame Street were named after Bert the Cop and Ernie the Cap. Yes, Potter. that's yes. so fantastic. Love it. Um, but like when the holidays are done, he's going to have to go back to fighting this battle against Potter, who is now $8,000 richer and like... Yeah. I don't know. Like life keeps going, you know? Well, yeah. but now that the townspeople understand the fight... I'm hoping I, I, like I, yeah. rally the troops. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, the self-contained story was heartwarming. Don't think about the implications. Yes. I know. I know. <laughs> but I'm just saying it like, again, it makes it so real. Because it's not like yeah. every loose end is perfectly tied yeah. up because that's not how it works. Well, and let me tell you, that same concept is one of the many complaints I had about the movie Avatar. It's like, okay, you won one battle. What about the rest? They're just gonna come oh, back wait, and no, screw you over more. No, maybe it was merely a coincidence. Never mind. Which, I think the Burton or oh, the Burton or is a coincidence. Well, in my mind, it's gonna be forever. Maybe they were connected. influenced, and they didn't realize. I was gonna it. say maybe it's just one of those things where they're like Burton and Ernie sound really good together. Like they work. Yeah. All I'm saying is, even in dystopia, they were really good friends. They were. So Burton and Ernie forever. <laughs> so I yeah, I was a I did enjoy this movie. I love Quite this movie. So I think, That's I was telling good. Ian this, I think the movie entered the public domain. Um, the black and white version did at least. Yeah. Um, and that's why it got so popular is because like NBC, ABC, whatever would just well, play it. I was going to say, I wonder um, if it was one of the first ones that was played when... No, that makes sense. It would have been public domain unless it was somehow part of the Warner archives. And then that's that Ted Turner got that because... 
that's how a lot of the old movies became really popular was Ted Turner acquired the old Warner Brothers archives and then basically set up what became TCM but he would he started with just like playing but no this was definitely because like so we didn't have cable or anything like that we just had ABC NBC CBS and so during the holidays they would play this they would play this at least once a week without fail and so there's like very strong nostalgia to me tied to this movie Mm. yeah because I would say that, like... It's, like, Jeopardy, the news, or It's a Wonderful Life yeah. in December. Okay. Well, I, I know how... I know that, like, with Die Hard, my family is one of the only families I know that watches that every Christmas. It's a Wonderful Life. I know a lot of people's yeah. families who watch it every Christmas. Yeah. Like, it's... It's a very, very popular Christmas But movie. it's the black and white version, so don't oh, no, waste no, your no. time on don't the recolored the nonsense. Version. I yeah. tried. It's They like hand-colored, well, I presume hand-colored My thing with stuff like that is I'm like, if things... Just why? Things like, where they only have a certain level of technology available are like... When you have a certain amount of technology available, you do things for specific reasons. Like you are doing things to achieve specific results and specific effects, like... Can you imagine this, like, colorized version of, like, the scene in the dilapidated house in the dystopian alternate reality? Like, the beauty of the shadows there, like, that's... Mm-hmm. I feel like that's almost ruined if you go mm-hmm. back and try and color it in because it's not. I'm gonna have to like go. Well, and, and I think the, the entire last version. thirty minutes. Just because I want to know. Well, the entire last thirty minutes, I just like it's so dark and frantic that right. how could you possibly replicate that? Like it's just I color. I am a big fan that like there's a very difference between a very very big difference between altering something and restoring it. Like, and some people will be like, the co- that's a colorized restoration. That's not a co- restoration. Mm-hmm. That's an alteration. It's a recoloring. Yeah. yeah. It's recoloring. Like, I don't know. I think you just lose a lot when you change something that was sub- made a certain way to be seen a certain way. It also really looks weird. It looks really weird. It's like old hand-colored photos. Yeah. But it's like weirdly bright, too. I don't know. I yeah. watched the first Well, it would have been different if, like, that's how it was theatrically released. Mm-hmm. Like... Well, you would have filmed it well, with that's the intent of doing that. Right. Right. right, exactly. But it so. wasn't filmed with the intent of doing that. So anyway, we're highly recommend on the black and white version. The yes. OV, the original version. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess any other comments? I don't think so. Other than I still like George, you're great. I'm you're glad you had Potter, you suck. Potter, you suck. Yeah, I still, I still kind of struggle with the George being so like too good for his own good. I think it's a really wonderful character trait that complicates the character and makes you really feel for him in ways that you wouldn't otherwise. Oh, I completely agree that it works in narratively in this and heightens the effect of like, oh, we really are rooting for him. Mm-hmm. I just well, and I think there are some so bad for where him. he's like, Mary's the one that's self-sacrificing, right? Like choosing to give out all the money and skip out on the honeymoon was her yeah. idea, not his. Yeah, very true. Um, so like they complement each other to, yeah. to be that self-sacrificing. But yeah, definitely do recommend watching it. Mm-hmm. Maybe on Christmas morning. I don't know. Make sure you have some tissues close at hand. At some point in December. Yes. Or even not. Cold like, weather. Just watch it whenever. Yeah, I guess you could watch That's it another true. time of year. I'm not sure I ever have. But <laughs> I don't think I have. I mean, it's like films that are set explicitly around Christmas time. I have a hard time watching like in summer. Yes. Yeah. But I don't know. That's me. Anyway. So... Thanks for listening. Um, find us on Instagram and Twitter at, at Best Pictures Pod or email us in at bestpicturespodcast at gmail.com. 
Um, rate, subscribe, review. Uh, we especially appreciate reviews. And I guess after this, we will be back to our normal schedule of doing Best Picture winners. Uh, the next one's going to be Casablanca. So get excited, but that will not be coming out until after Christmas. I know we moved our release for It's Wonderful Life up a week. Um, so Sorry that we, we have we have things that we're doing over the holidays. We're sorry. Thank you for bearing with us. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> we're busy. I'm sure you guys are too. But anyway, so we will be back. Um, I think it'll probably be like the first week of January. I don't know. We'll tweet out or something. It'll be a new year gift. Yes. There you go. Because wants to always get. Thank you again for Sangeeta for joining us for this special episode. Thanks for having me. Of course. Of course. Okay. And with that, thanks for listening.